Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. Before we jump into the episode, we have another voicemail from our friend Jonathan Leonard, who has finally caught up. Here are his final thoughts on more recent episodes. Well, after a few short weeks, about half a month or so, I have already caught up. So here are my final thoughts now that I'm officially uh Hot up. Uh, the most recent one that I listened to was uh, Renew My Subscription. Uh, I love the ending of that song because, uh, well, especially because it repeats itself, but it's just this dark, twisted uh, lyrics, and I just, I'm a sucker for a song that ends with a nice little cha-cha-cha. You guys were both wondering about the Jonathan Colton song, I Feel Fantastic. There isn't really too much of a connection except for both of those characters taking uh, taking uphill. And in the case of I Feel Fantastic, it's taking a lot of pills, like pills to counteract other pills and to make you feel better for the other pill that makes you feel worse, like that kind of thing, where it seems like the guy in Renew My uh, prescri- Subscription and Prescription is taking a singular pill to feel better. So that's the only uh, connection is that they both take meds, both characters in the song. Uh, anyways, glad to be caught up, but uh, I'll keep listening and not fall back again so badly. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Jonathan. Hey, haven't you heard the story of the tortoise and the hare? You're being the hare over here. You're sleeping on the pond and then rushing, trying to make up. Don't you know slow and steady wins the race, my man? Come on. uh welcome back to the timely episode club uh jonathan anyone can call in at 224-801-2930 and now on with the mr excitement episode if you'd like to see us struggle more with technology uh see the whole visual of it you can go to the this might be a podcast youtube channel uh because this was our first attempt at doing a live stream episode and uh, it was frustratingly hilarious. So uh, you could check that out over there. But here's the much cleaner sounding audio version. Here we go. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song by song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They Ooh. might be giants. Yes. I'm your host, Greg Simpson. And I'm here with returning guest, uh, returning but first time live in studio, thanks to COVID at least not being as bad as it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, David Baker, and we're going to talk about the song Mr. Excitement off of Mink Car. Here we go. Let it be known, they might be giants. Doty, the elegant too, Mr. Excitement.
uh, you want to hear uh, David's uh, TMPG origin story, fandom story, go to number three. Now, when was that? That was oh, three years ago? I want to say, yeah. 20, was it 2019? 2020, I think, yeah. I think because we were into right. COVID. Like, we were planning on you coming out, and then we're like, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> because... It wasn't smart. Yeah, so... Um, David here teaches at the high school of the uh, school corporation uh, that I was at for four years, not last year, but the years before that. Why am I not fine? Seeger High School. Hello. All right. Let's see exactly when this was. I'm going to search, search uh, number three. This. Nope. This. Nope. Might. Nope. It's hard to type around this thing. Okay. Uh, episode September 2020. I think we recorded it like May or yeah. June of 2020. Yeah, it was right after school. Because I always get a big buffer during the summer, you know, so that when my new school year starts up, I can take weeks off of recording. <laughs> that was yeah. the plan. Uh, like, I'm actually not recording this Thursday, my usual night, because I'm going to see this Korean band called Say Sumi in Chicago. If you haven't heard them, they're really, really good indie pop. Well, they kind of mix, uh, so they have a female vocalist, like very sweet vocals, and it's all in English, but like she's got an accent, kind of hard to understand some of the time. There are some noisier songs that are kind of like some like fuzz pop, some indie pop, some shoegaze, some like pavement style, kind of slower jams with new lead guitars. I would recommend that to everybody, but I'm seeing them on, your disc is almost full, that's not going to fuck up our live stream, is it? Go away. Hope not. My disc is always almost full because I'm jamming it with two-hour wave files. Um, anyway, so uh, so we're doing this now, so I don't have to do one on Thursday. So I appreciate you coming out in the middle of a uh, weekday. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I like that um, Ger Samuel has said in the UK when he write it wrote the 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 title Mink Car. He asterisked the I and the A. Apparently he's embarrassed, um, <laughs> as he should not be. I'm on his Facebook profile. Says local Jew feels left out of worldwide Jewish conspiracy. <laughs> so yeah, well. Ger is one of the rare uh, uh, Brits that likes American football. Oh, nice. See, this is this is him on TV, uh, sports father. journalist. Yeah. And Ger's been on. A, you know, it's been a long, long time since you've been on, man. We gotta welcome. We gotta have you back on. And welcome to Spencer, which he said he had to take off. I think it looks like yeah, fine. He had to leave, but he'll be leave it running so he can watch it when he comes back. Yeah. And, and Ben B uh, was the one offering to fill time and the hamster. Yeah, I think it'll stay there. So here's one way. Here's a lower fi way we could use to let them hear the audio. I'm gonna turn on. So when I turn on these monitors. We can't really talk through this because there could be feedback and stuff like that. But I can play. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is listen to the 2001 sampler mix, which came out not too long before Ming Car actually came out. And it has, well, basically it like slices the whole intro off. But I was trying to listen carefully to what um, differences there are other than the intro being cut off. I don't know if you could find any. I sent you that email so late last yeah, night. Yeah, just the intro is what I noticed. So let, let's listen, and we'll just not talk for a minute. Yeah, 
is blubber being stingy on the pike collect the one into the other Kareen in tandem the seat into the landum the people in the picks they want to starve and dick the clam them First of all, other than the intro being cut off, don't the drums sound different? Yeah, like, there's a the really bass drum doesn't sound as good. Like weird drum in the front. Yeah, the bass thing. drum instead of being like the thump, the thump, it's like boom. It sounds almost like a conga or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? It yeah, sounds yeah. weird. Because um, then if we compare it, let's just a b it to the uh, the real one, just real quick. Because I'm unless I'm imagining it, the drums sound way worse. So let's skip ahead. The picture sounds a lot better, right? Yeah. So they definitely improved the drum programming. So that was probably courtesy of the Elegant 2, um, which uh, we haven't talked about the Elegant 2. What would have been the last episode that I talked about the Elegant 2? Because um, they did so much off of Mink Car, but they did a couple of other things yeah. on Mink Car. What was the last Mink Car track I talked about? Well, I did Hovering Sombrero very recently, but I don't... Wait, were they part of that one? No, they were not on that. What was the Minkar song before that that I did? Uh, uh, like, I talked about Wicked Little Critter a long time ago, and I That's think... one of my think, favorite tracks ever. Oh, yeah, I think they're on that. Yeah, the Elegant 2 are on that well, track. And while you're looking for that, I just... I gotta say, I don't understand the hate for Minkar. Um, it you mean for was, the album in general? For the album in general, yeah. Um... Yeah, maybe there might be a couple songs people don't care for, which that happens on a lot of albums. Uh, but I I think maybe it was just the time and place it came out. Obviously, 9-11, um, which maybe that soured it for some people. But I feel like a lot of people that hate it were like babies or not yeah. even born. Yeah. When, um, yeah I, actually, I don't know. It feels like the younger generation of Team BG fans are game for like anything it's mostly the older set that are yeah, crankier yeah the people that are like my ways i don't like yeah. change i don't like mean car but then again i gave up on them when they became a four-piece right you know right, those, right. People, those people like, their opinions them. don't matter that's like uh, and i know this is not an apt comparison but uh you two when uh when octung baby came out it was like i'm an old was an old fan and i was like okay um this is not necessarily for me but that doesn't mean i'm gonna trash everything that they put out it's just not for me and i don't participate necessarily right. but to come in and actively be like yeah a grumpy old man just that's the energy i don't need i don't want i don't care for yeah i like that they took chances um and th- i've read something where people were like oh mr excitement it's like they tried to be rappers I'm like no that's not the vibe i got at all from the and song anyway they're not the ones rapping do they right. not know that's a guest vocalist yeah yeah i mean are you a mike Doty fan i mean they say his yeah. name right in the intro yeah Doty. i mean they say Doty, which and he says it in a weird voice. So right. maybe people, if they don't look it up, they're like, I don't know what he said. Yeah. And do they think it's Flans rapping? Yeah, no, Do no, people no. think it's Flans? I mean, no. are you a Soul Coughing fan? I like Soul Coughing a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm a Greatest Hits fan, like I say, for a lot of things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they were... Um, they were fun. They're a fun band. They, I mean, they hit big... What was... Because they had a minor Circles. alternative rock hit. Circles. Circles. I don't need... 
to yeah. around in, so it's, which is great to play, you know, at a dance. Yeah, and if you listen to, because I was actually listening to a little bit of them this morning, just to like get the like the vibe of so coughing totally jives with Mr. Excitement. Like, yeah, honestly, I like Mr. Excitement, but it probably would have made more sense if. Mr. Excitement was on a soul coughing album mm. and it said featuring With, they might be featuring giants might be or something giants. like the opposite. Cause it's way more, I mean, he's got the lead vocal the entire time. Yeah. So like, I'm not saying like burn this song to the ground. I'm saying it might've made more sense on a soul coughing album because it's elegant too. Who right. are not in They Might Be Giants. Right. And Mike Doty, who's not in They Might Be Giants. See, so it's and <laughs> for a long time, I thought that was just, they were, the, the guest was referencing them as the elegant two. I didn't realize it was another yeah. performer. Yeah. So like Flans announces them both at the beginning. Uh, what's what's Ben saying there? Something about 9-11. On Twitter, someone suggesting that we cope with 9-11 trauma by adopting a wine eleven holiday only works for drinkers, but I think it's a great idea. <laughs> wine eleven, <laughs> I like wine eleven. I'll, I'll have them some Moscato. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, actually I'm gonna counter that with a better idea. Let's call uh, let's do <laughs> let's all call nine eleven when it comes back around. We'll call it spine eleven, and we'll celebrate <laughs> the spine. How about yeah, that? That way you won't alienate all the old right rumsters. Yeah, there you go, and. Uh, I mean, it's not Ming Car, but I mean, we could celebrate the spine and Ming Car. Uh, but spine rhymes with nine. That's the first thing that, that came. Spine eleven. Or it could be it could be nine bowls of soup eleven. <laughs> 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 or nonagon eleven. Or what's the other nine pirate girls? What is that other one? I just God, I was just talking about here come the one two threes. Why am I forgetting? Um, oh, from the kids, the kids stuff. Yeah, because I just talked about nonagon and figure eight with. Uh, yeah, well, people like there's this this people are listening to the live stream are getting this episode like a month, maybe even like six weeks early, uh, because the audio version, which will be cleaned up, because they're just hearing <laughs> us through the webcam. So like right. the good mic feed through here with EQ and the sound clips, not just blasting from the monitors into a laptop microphone, like that won't drop until like uh, end of August, maybe. Uh, so, um, people are hearing this way early. So if I reference something from an episode that hasn't come out yet, that doesn't make any sense to them. Yeah, yeah. Amster agrees. It definitely has more of a soul co- vibe coughing than TMBG and also pirate girls nine. That's it. Yeah. I was getting the order wrong. So here's how far ahead I am. I'm currently editing, um, stock of wheat. I actually need to do counterfeit fake and counterfeit faker. I I flip flop the order on that because that's a double song episode and it's like three hours long. Oh gosh! And I just came out of the three three and a half hour bird of the bee of the moth. So I decided to go to the slightly shorter stock of wheat, which is only two hours. Mm. And counterfeit fake and counterfeit faker. We also talk a song talk about a song called "Live Like Pigs." Are you aware of this song? No. <laughs> yeah, neither was I. It, 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 they it, might be giants yes, called "Live Like Pigs." It, yes, it popped up. Um, Wait, let me make sure. Was it a cover? It popped up in uh, when we were researching it. Uh, Live Like Pigs is an unreleased dial a song. Uh, was in the Frank O'Toole, show, Frank O'Toole show in 1987. So we were talking about Counterfeit uh, Fake, which came before Counterfeit Faker, as you know. Yeah. Long Tall Weekend. And then, so that this song, I'm trying to remember what the relation was. 
there's some relation to counterfeit fake or something. So we just we just shoehorned it in there, shoehorned with teeth, did in there, because uh, then I could kind of check it off the spreadsheet and not because this would not get its own episode. It would, yeah. no one would pick that. I mean, you see the score I'm giving it. One. <laughs> Got a one, a one, which is the lowest score ever. So spoiler alert. Counter, I will not tell you the scores for Counterfeit Fake and Counterfeit Faker, but I gave this weird song, Live Like Pigs, a one, which I think would be my lowest score ever. Let's see if I sort these uh, from low to high. Uh, oh, all the way to the top. Okay. Yes, it was. It, it would come right <laughs> with the next one being Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Apes and Battle for the Planet of the Might Be Giants, which I both gave it 2.5. So people have already heard that episode. Uh, but yeah, Live Like Pigs will have the lowest score. Uh, so anyway, I can't figure out which Elegant 2 song I was I was talking about before, and it might not even aired yet, so it doesn't make any sense. Um, so Soul Coughing, I, I feel like, I mean, we shouldn't assume that most They Might Be Giants fans know them because there's so many, they have such a strong younger generation crowd, like kids that were I mean, either like younger millennials who were born in the '90s, mm-hmm. they you know they were like three when that song was a hit. Yeah. So did they? You know, when they became a teenager, soul coughing was already like not a thing anymore. Really. Right. Right. Yeah. Because so, they really only had the one. Um, there were a couple. You know, is Chicago is not Chicago and uh, 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 what's it? Uh, bon Bon. Yeah. Super Bon Bon. Super Bon Bon. other minor hits but like their uh big stuff was all 90s you know did they even go into the I don't two thousands when was that oh so lo so one that was still nice that was like yeah, 98 was 90s, right yeah early, yeah. 90s. yeah um well and you said we wanted to be professional right no. Try- <laughs> no no never doesn't matter <laughs> Um, according to our stream, it says you would reference 9-11 and the spine hater. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. The spine is TMBG's 9-11. How about uh, that? Okay. Let's put that out there in the world. <laughs> then, then I like the spine. I'm editing Stock of Wheat right now. I love spine. And do you want to... Like, I was on the street team for so that this one. W- oh, man. Yeah, wow, they sent cool. me swag and I put stickers around and flyers and that's had amazing. CDs to give out. Cool. It was fun. Here, do you want... Whoops. Let me, let me, should we po- spoil what my stock of wheat score is going to be? Because it's going to come out 
very shortly. Tell them the spine track stock of wheat. What did I give it? Give it a nine. I gave it a nine. Wow. All right. That's impressive. So, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this has the explicit logo next to it. I think the YouTube also has. It's. I checked the thing that said it's not made for kids. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Even though stock of wheat sounds like it's from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like we talk about that on the episode. Like the instrumentation is exactly like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse one, tuba, accordion. Like yeah. it sounds like. And that's like from around the same time. Right. And for me, I mean, for other than experimental film, it's, I think I ranked it as my second favorite Spine song. I like the Spine, you dumb dumbs. I do too. Um, they said, we'll celebrate, uh, this has been, we'll celebrate Spine 11 by drinking wine. Also, Spine 11 is a good band or album name, like Super TMBG Cover Band Band. <laughs> Now how do I re- I, how do I resort this to being in order? This is all fucked is up that, now. Is that your sort? <sighs> Create nope, a filter. Team BP sheet. Well, anyway. this is all fascinating audio and video. I'm you know, sure. it's like so. I was inspired by the Nine Club, which is a skateboarding podcast, and nobody cares about that anyway. I think the overlap of like skateboarders, hardcore skateboarders, and they might be Giants fans is not very big. Like, very I'm small. Definitely an outlier. And diagram um, would be a dot in the middle. I think so. Yeah, but <laughs> but like they do a video podcast, and like they're, I mean, they're sponsored by like Liquid Death. If you've ever had <laughs> yeah. that, which yeah. is really pretty good. But water in a can. There, yeah. It's. I mean. I, I was actually reading about the history. It was a guy that was inspired. He went to a warp tour in the late nineties and some of the skaters and stuff after they'd finished their monster or whenever monster came out, I guess it yeah. was around the nice after they finished their monster, they refill the can with water. Yeah. So they'd be drinking water out of a monster can. And that's why he wanted to make them look kind of like extreme. Well, and, be and that it size. also, if, if, especially if you're covering up the logo with your hand, it does look like a beer can. Yeah. So if you wanted people to think you're drinking, but you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually had it for the first time at the death cab for cutie, uh, uh, concert in Indy. Yeah. Because I went to go, I'm like, I'm going to go get a Coke. What do you want? She's like, oh, just a bottle of water. And I asked him, like, oh, and a bottle of water. We don't have bottles of water. I'm like, how do you not have bottles? Like, isn't that illegal to not have water available? Yeah, in the, the can. Yeah, like, we have canned water. I'm like, what That's the what fuck they have to say. That? Like, what are you it's extreme. About? Yeah, it's to the extreme. Um, so, anyway, I like the spine people, so shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, soul coughing. Let's finally look up their discography. So, uh, Ruby Vroom was 94, Irresistible Bliss was 96, and L.O. so was 98. So, yeah, they were, yeah. I mean, they were Already on a compilation in the 2000s. Yeah, they they had some live albums, and they released a bunch of live albums that were recorded in the 90s, released in the 2000s. But yeah. essentially, they were done by, NBA. yeah, by the time Minkar came out. So, yeah. so Dodie was going solo, and his first solo album was 2000. Wait, recorded 1996, came out 2000. Okay. Well, it sounds like he was in between Soul Coughing and this Smof plus Smang live in Minneapolis. Uh, live album recorded at the Women's Club Theater in Minneapolis? What? Oh, and here it says Dave Matthews heard early demos and signed him to the label. Interesting. Wow. That's a, if no. Dave Matthews is a fan of yours, I wouldn't even know if that would be a compliment or not. I'd be like, <laughs> depends God, on your, I gotta change my style up. Depends on your feeling of Dave. But Dave Matthews, maybe maybe he's got some eclectic taste. The you thing, don't know. Yeah, sure. The thing about Dave Matthews' band <laughs> is that the the least interesting member of that band is the one it's named after. <laughs> like they're yeah. like Carter Buford is one of the best one of the best drummers like alive. Uh their bassist, 
I don't know his name, but he's good. They have the dude that plays violin. He's shredding like the like mm-hmm. like the horse hairs are coming off the yeah. bow. He's just rocking it. You know, saxophone. I like everything about that band except Dave Matthews, who is boring on guitar. His solos are noodly. And like an acoustic guitar solo, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. And uh, his voice is annoying as fuck. So I've, I've never, I never claimed to be a fan. I don't hate him, but it's also not like something I seek out. Yeah. But I know a lot of people love him. He's successful. Yeah. So he liked Mike Doty, I guess. So um, he, so Mike Doty has his own wiki page, and this is a photo that is very old. He looks a lot different than that now. Very gray bearded fellow. We're fans on Facebook. I should like send him a message right now and be like, what up, dude? So the thing about Doty, I tried to convince him to be on the show. And I also tried to convince him to do a cover for this compilation. You can see he saw it, but did not respond to it. But he has responded to me. He doesn't just like ignore me. We talked. uh, So I was debating about, and this is something I don't think I've mentioned on the show. I've always wanted to write one of those 33 and a third books, or at least pitch them, yeah. you know, and yeah. write. Uh, do you read any of those? No, I haven't. So, I'm familiar, but I don't. I yeah, so I got some insight into it when I uh, had Alex Reed on the show for Hideaway Folk Family. And then uh, last year I had Elizabeth Sandifer. Those are the, those were the two that co-authored The Flood, 33 and a third so I had them both on, and they told me kind of the process. Like, you pitch a chapter. So, like, before they even talked to They Might Be Giants, before they even interviewed them, they wrote, like, chapter one. And like a then treatment. got accepted. Yeah. yeah, right. And so I pitched to Doty. Well, first I was trying to get him to be on an episode, like this episode. Yeah. I tried to get him on the first compilation. No response. But then I said, uh, I've got a couple of proposals. I'm hoping to do, like, I also wanted to propose a um, Lonesome Crowded West, Modest Mouse, 33 and a third. But now mm-hmm. I think I saw they're coming out with a Moon in Antarctica one. So they wouldn't pick up another. Sure. They might have done two for a band, but they wouldn't do it in rapid succession. So I said here, um, I was wondering if you'd be up for an interview to talk about your work with the Johns around this time to be in the book proposal. And hopefully if they accepted the book. And he said, Sure. So nice. that's cool. And then, yeah, like I told him, I said, hey, I think you should get your proposal approved, and then he'd be happy to help. So he kind of backed up a little bit and said, if you get approved, who writes a Minkar 33 and a third? People in the chat, should I should I write, uh, should I propose uh, to 33 and a third, the publisher of that, a Minkar 33 and a third? Because, you know. I'm not in the chat, but I'm going to say, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said you can tell that you can definitely tell them that I'd be happy to be interviewed for the book. So I've already got Mike Doty signed on to be interviewed if I decide to write a thirty-three and a third. So um, I should finally do that. I mean, fuck, summer's almost over. Like I, it is. I should have been doing it now, but I've had like all these. No, you skate decided events skating taking events. up yeah. my time. We actually just scheduled a new one, August twentieth. None of, the, none of the people in the chat live in this area at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, not even close. Well, Spencer's only two and a half hours away. Well, some people might, you know, look at this later. And he says, uh, a Pamster, sorry, says, I have no idea what a 33 and a third book is. Okay, so Pamster, what's Pamster's real name? I don't know. So 33 and a third, let me find out the what the, whoops, what the website is so you can go look. It's an awesome, like, album-by-album album books where different people write about uh, iconic albums. Ooh, Golden Hits of the Shangri-Las. I should get that one. Sandinista. So I have a ton of these, but if you go 333 three, three, sound, so, like, 33 and a third, 333, three, three, 
<laughs> 333sound.com, and they have the whole list of all the ones uh, that they've released. I've read the Pet Sounds one. I'm currently reading the Ramones self-titled one. I've read... I mean, there's so many good ones. Oh, kick out the jams. I've read Neutral Milk Hotel and the Airplane Over the Sea. Um, I've got so many on like my Amazon wish list, like mm-hmm. Doolittle. I've read Loveless. Loveless, my Bloody Valentine's Loveless is a really good one. The Who Sell Out. Um, I just read that like a year ago. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of good ones. I think the very first one I read was Nirvana in Utero. So, and they all have different uh, authors, like John Darnielle, the Mountain Goats. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. If you want a really interesting one that's not just like straight up uh, blah, 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 facts about the album, he does uh, Black Sabbath, Master of Reality, mm. but he does it as if um, it's from a, it's, he has facts about the album within a fictional story that goes along with his song, Best Ever Death Metal Band out of Denton. Have you ever, are you a Mountain Goats fan? I like um, what I've heard. I have a few songs. So, yeah, that song is, um, so there's two characters in that song. It's like a two-minute song about these uh, Jeff and Cyrus who have a metal band, and the one kid gets committed because his parents think he's like worshiping the devil and gotcha. stuff. And so he gets committed to a juvenile detention center, and this 33 and a third is written from his point of view, being in a det- uh, t- t- juvenile detention center, and his friend sends him a cassette of Master of Reality, and then he talks about it and finds out about it, and it's, it's awesome. That sounds cool. Very There's cool. also one that I know, uh, well, a lot of notable musicians have written them, like um, uh, the singer of the Decemberists. Why am I forgetting his name? Um, that's embarrassing. Um, nah, I don't even know who it would be. Uh, you, you don't listen to the Decemberists? They're another you know, band. I that... never, I've never gotten. Yeah, I'm old. You'd love remember. Them. You'd love them. Uh, Colin Malloy. Duh. I'm trying to get Jenny Conley, their keyboardist, on here. Uh, she just She's released an accordion and piano oh, album. Okay. I think it's all instrumental, but Decemberists have a lot of accordion. You would like the Decemberists. You should definitely listen to Mariner's Revenge song. You'd okay. like that. Um, I mean, so much good stuff. They have some that's more like a little prog, some that's more folk, some that's more... Uh, I think they got tagged kind of as hipsters when they put out uh, Picturesque uh, because it was just totally like thinking man's indie rock. And people <laughs> loved it, and they got really popular, but then other people were like, dork alert! Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no, they, they've always been dorks. and like, But other people were like, gatekeepers like you're not cool enough yeah, to be a yeah. cool band like whatever decemberists are awesome um <laughs> shout out to uh missy tate a huge decemberist fan and has met colin malloy currently lives in the northwest but uh she's been on the sun why does the sun shine and why does the sun really shine and then also she's managed to double up twice she was very early on in the single digit episodes why does the sun shine why does the sun really shine and then more recently was on uh, First Kiss and Another First Kiss. Oh, wow. So managed to rope in, like, in two episodes, talking about four songs. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Like, you're cheating, Missy. I'm um, just trying to get a second one in. Yeah, hey, look yeah. Um, so let's, uh, well, do you know much about the Elegant 2? So it sounds like you didn't. No, I, I did. Okay. Like I said, at first, I thought when he referenced Elegant 2 that he was the whoever the, because I didn't know who the voice was, that they he was referring to the Johns as the elegant two. I didn't realize it was a band. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a duo, uh, Phil Hernandez and Chris Maxwell. 
so Phil Hernandez has done some of the Monopuff, and then Chris Maxwell, his main band is called Skeleton Key. I don't know much about them. I feel like I checked them out at some point, but apparently they're still going. Um, the they've been on songs, Capitals. Okay, the list of songs that they were in on They Might Be Giant stuff are some of my favorites. I've got yeah. a Fang. Love mm-hmm. I got a Fang. I yes. love it's kicking in. So it's so loud in here. It's all fun. around. The early aughts. So you got Minkar, you got some spine stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some some weird ones, you know, like uh, the, the Robert Lowell from McSweeney's. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're on a ton of stuff, because that was around that time too. What, what year was the McSweeney's thing? Because I did finally get this CD. 2001, 2001. Yeah. yeah. So um, they were really hanging with them a lot. I don't know why TMBG kicked them to the curb. But I think something about this 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 middle section... Of their career, this is such a weird time in the MIP Giants career because yeah. they had been they they were done with Electra, then they did the E Music thing and put out Long Tall Weekend, which is a weird album. Yeah, then they got signed to Restless, put out Mink Car, which is a weird album, and that's why I love it. Uh, and um, and then I mean, since then Restless has gone under. That's why they had to save Mink Car, put it on a vinyl. They had to redo the cover art they had to find even the font they were like calling out the fans like who knows what font we used or (laughs) or who can redesign this font i don't even remember so like this middle period from and then marty joins and then things kind of lock in as the modern quintet but this in between from like after factory showroom so like uh, 99 to 2002 because then no is kind of a weird album too because it's their first kids album. Right. So they right. did all this unexpected stuff, like an MP3 only album, uh, Mink Car, which alienated a lot of people and came out 9-11, and then No. So within the span of three years, they put out three really interesting, discussion-worthy albums, like three of the most interesting albums in their catalog, I would argue, um, yeah, because they give I you agree. a lot of content to talk about. Right. And, and they were, uh, it looks like they were trying to, experiment and try something different which Mm -hmm. if you love a band you gotta allow them to do that they can't just keep putting out john henry yeah you know you can't do that and i feel like they got some crap for a lot of these elegant two songs i mean some of them are really popular like man it's so loud in here you know they helped with um a lot of the like drum programming and stuff like that. adam schlesinger was a big one on that one it doesn't list them in the credits for man it's so loud in here but they these dudes, Elegant 2, they're big into drum machines mm-hmm. and, like, sampling and, like, I mean, the record scra- scratching. Now, people can see my air quotes. Yeah. The record scratching on Mr. Excitement, which I don't think is really record scratching. I believe it is um, a synth sound. Like, cause, yeah. Like, on my Juno, I go... Right. And, and like it doesn't uh, sound like Linnell does that in concert all the time with yeah. his keyboard. With, so yeah, and, I, don't, I don't. And he used to use the chaos pad all the time. Mm-hmm. You can kind of fake that similar vibe, but it's not like, like scratching a record. You do usually hear like a little bit of whatever's on the record, right? Like whatever you're sampling, there's a like the sound you hear is the singer or the instrument going, going backwards or forwards mm-hmm. fast. So it's not really record scratching. But yeah, it's still it cool as hell. It is. It sounds know? awesome. Yeah. So it's a fun song. It's very, very fun. And so it was taken off of uh, the European releases. And I know someone said that in the Misc T post that I made. Where, Where is it? So when I posted about the live stream here, someone in the UK chimed in. And maybe Gurr would chime in too. Um, where is it? Where's mine? Why is it? 
why is my post not at the top? Uh, okay, <laughs> lame. Uh, no, my own name. I know my own name. It says Larry White. I know my own name. Um, okay, so let's see. Who was that? Oh, Gareth, uh, Gareth Jones. Here in the UK, Mr. Excitement was one of the B-sides on the CD maxi single of Boss of Me. I remember thinking, well, it's only a B-side. <laughs> I was then rather shocked when it turned up on the album. So I think he's saying he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's okay. He's entitled to be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. The song is objectively <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's one of these songs where it's like, I think to kind of encapsulate my feelings on it, to sum it up in like one sentence, I would say, well, it's not my favorite song on the album. It is one of the most interesting songs on the album. Oh, by far. I don't know. I, you want to read this little, this, this, this little first blurb on the trivia here? Oh, from TMBG Unlimited? Yeah. Mr. Excitement with Mike Doty and the Elegant 2. A good time was had by all on this high energy track. <laughs> Working with former monopuff DJ Phil Hernandez and skeleton key guitarist Chris Maxwell, now known collectively as the Elegant 2, TMBG and Doherty cooked up this manic track. I get name checked in the rap. A first, a real first for me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So when it first came out on that sampler... Maybe when he wrote this little bit, it yeah. was talking about the sampler version because he doesn't mention how he basically, like the wiki says he's an MC, like he yeah. MCs the track yeah. by announcing Dodie and the Elegant 2, yeah. Mr. Excitement, you know, and then and then it goes into it. Uh, so then, um, so he mentions that he gets name checked in the rap, yeah. which is funny, but is it as special when it's someone rapping on your own band's yeah, song? Yeah, your own song. Like, if you're name-checked by, like, Jay-Z or something, like, if Flansburg was name-checked in, like, an Eminem song, he'd be like, what the hell? Like, yeah, you know, everyone yeah. would be like, who? Like, most people would be like, I don't Who's know who that, that is. Yeah, uh, that would be funny if a bunch of Eminem fans started listening to them of Giants. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, this is well, so the, stupid. <laughs> the thing that, that always, like, sticks out to me about the song is the beginning that the, and it was, again, it wasn't on the, the demo or whatever. The first one the that sampler. we listened to the sampler, yeah. um, the cafe campan. That just, it, it just, <laughs> I think he was just having fun, but it means coffee with bread. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that for a long time. I looked it yeah. up coffee with yeah. bread. It's, and, I mean, it's easy. They're all easy Spanish words. Like, like cafe, like, some people, like, we call a cafe, like, a place where you might get yeah, yeah. coffee. But there's a Cafe like, means, in Spanish, yeah, it means the coffee. coffee. Yeah. And uh, usually you'd assume, like, well, I spent six weeks in Madrid. Like, I got coffee con pan quite a lot. And, like, in Mexico, they eat a lot, too. Like, uh, coffee in Mexico, surprisingly, not great. Uh, they, in they, Spain, they it's fantastic, out. though. Yes. Like, South American stuff, they just drink, like, tea. And, like, I've had, like, coca tea. Probably the closest I've come to doing drugs is having coca leaf tea, <laughs> which really just, like, gives you, like, a caffeine boost. But it's, like, sure, a buzz. it's what's in cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> it's closest. I've, like, people will chew on those, and it gives you, like, a slight, like, cocaine-type feeling, which is nuts um, and not illegal uh, down there. It might be illegal to get, like, a shipment of coca leaves up here. Probably. I think probably the government would assume that you're making cocaine. Anyway, in Spain, like, the, the breakfast places are amazing. Yeah. I mean, for one, they all have, they all make their own fresh squeezed orange juice. Like, even if it's, like, a little diner, they have those yeah. machines yeah. with all they the, put the oranges. oranges in them. And They're just up there, and like, yeah. they go, and make the best orange juice, like. So fresh. I like orange juice, but, like. Like getting like a bottle of like Minute Maid or whatever, it's like eh. it's not a treat. I'm usually like uh, I'm like a cranberry juice guy in the morning. 
Um, but if you go to Spain, if I, I drank orange juice almost every day. Yeah. Because if we'd go to one of those diners, if I saw that machine, it'd be like, orange juice and a coffee. So... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, every hotel I stayed in had one of those on the yeah, because yeah. you know, breakfast is provided, yeah, and then you, anyway, you just hit yeah. the button and it like makes your orange juice right there. Makes it's it delicious, like Zinnia loved it, loved <laughs> it, and it's it's so sugary, but it's natural sugar, you know. Cafe Compan, like, there's so many great little sweet desserts and stuff, and I mean, croissants over there are pretty good too, you know, you're you're I'm France adjacent, I guess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cafe Compan. I think he probably picked it out just because it's like, uh, uh, it's a phrase that's fun to say. Yeah. I don't know how he would have come up with that. Uh, so let's message him about it. <laughs> yeah. Where did Here, Cafe Compan come you, from? Yeah, you vamp a little bit. I'm going to. Well, and the thing about the, just, I think a lot of the song, this song, the majority of the lyrics seem to be nonsensical, almost Susian. Like <laughs> yeah. he's just playing with word sounds because it doesn't matter. I mean, the song's called Mr. Excitement. Uh, apparently somebody named Mr. Excitement can say and do whatever they want because here comes Mr. Excitement. So, Hey, we don't know what to expect. He's going to be exciting though. That's just my take. And that's kind of always how I felt about it. I never read too much into the lyrics and just kind of took it at face value that it was just things that sounded good together with the beat. Yeah, and also like the rhythm is cool because there's there's a little bit of I think what you might call hemiola going on because cafe con pan is three beats one two three cafe con pan cafe con pan cafe con pan so juxtaposed and placed over top of a four four beats mm-hmm. you get this weird kind of feeling where. So the first one lands on the downbeat, cafe con pan, cafe. The, the next one lands on beat four, cafe con pan, cafe con pan, cafe con. So you're landing on beat one, then beat four, then beat three, and then it finally would like if you let it go twelve measures, because twelve is divisible by both three and four, mm-hmm. it would sync back up. Yeah. But I think he just kind of like lets go of the phrase. But it's so if you're directing it in four, it would be like. Cafe con pan, 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 and then it ends on the three. So it's like this cool, like that's part of what makes it fun to say. And I don't think, you know, most people don't realize that's what's going on. It's yeah. a pretty complex musical thing, and I'm sure Dodi like most like of their stuff. knew it. Like it's 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 three beats long. And said, let's see, how many times do you say it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He so he says it eleven one, times. Stopped at one short. Right when it would sync up, he 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 quits it. So um yeah, so he does eleven measures of three four over however many measures of four four. That would be eight. I don't know, like eight measures of four four, and he does eleven measures of three four at the same time. Yeah. So it's multimetered, like it's that kind of polyrhythm kind of stuff. Maybe it would be the more accurate uh, description for it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just super fun to say. Like, he could have put it into 4-4 four, four and gone, cafe con pan, cafe con pan, right. cafe con pan. And that is a lot more lame. Like, the way he does it is cafe con pan, cafe con Yeah, it's cafe cool. con pan, cafe con pan, cafe con pan, cafe con pan, cafe con pan. So it lands on a different beat of the 4-4 four, four measure 
almost every time, which yeah. which makes it sound really cool. People in the chat, did I just lose everybody? Does that make any sense at all? I, I never know if I'm explaining like theoretical stuff uh, very well. Uh, so then we get to the actual <laughs> rap. <laughs> Rock on, my hubba, the beat is blubber. <laughs> Being stingy on the pike, collect the one into the other. Okay, so pike. <laughs> That's that's the confusing part for me. Okay, I I kind of see rock on my hubba. It's you know a, a term of endearment. Yeah. Um, the beat is blubba. It's just whatever. Again, nonsensical stuff. But I know what a pike is. Yeah. You know, it's like you know a sharpened stick that you would put a head on or, or use as a weapon. A predatory freshwater fish with a pointed snout. <laughs> so how does that work? In let me go back to the lyrics. I always think of like. Mass Pike, like the Massachusetts oh, like Tollway. The, like, a, like a pike, like the yeah. turnpike. Turnpike. Oh, no, I didn't go there. Being stingy went... on the pike, but that doesn't make much sense either. Well, if you're hogging the lanes, sure. And maybe the maybe the the beat, the rhythm of the song is causing you to drive really <laughs> fast and get in the way of people. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Being stingy <laughs> on the pike, collect the one into the other. Could someone say something in the chat so I know that it's still working? I see the seconds going up. It says 56. Yes. Yeah. Ten. The beat is blubber. Oh, blubber. Fat, fat beats. Oh, yeah, blubber. Like yeah, whale blubber. blubber. Yeah, blubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. I like call, that. Collect one into the other. This is very much like turn of the century style rapping. You know, because mm-hmm. like I'll Run DMC style, or yeah, it is maybe a little old school style. Maybe maybe it's more like late eighties style of rapping. Yeah. So he's kind of tossing it back to. But it also kind of sounds like the mid '90s, like rapping he do on occasion. In mm. like Soul Coughing had a fair amount Definitely. of rapping, or at least like spoken rhythms. If you don't want to call it rap rock, you probably yeah. wouldn't call Soul Coughing rap rock. But there no. was rapping in it. Definitely. And you know the beat. beats of Soul Coughing were often kind of hip hop influenced, yeah. funk and hip hop. So Kareen in tandem, the C into the landum. I always thought this was seat. The sea oh, into yeah. the landum. The people in the picks with an X, they want to scarf and dig the clamdom. So here, what the hell's going on? David, okay, what do you think? my my thought is obviously Kareen is to crash. You're crashing in a pair, which again goes back to maybe the pike Tandem. being a turnpike. Um, is this in, another? Was he inspired by all of Linnell's uh, bike wreck songs? Because state songs had come out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe wrecked my crash my bicycle. So you, what, you crash the into sea? the sea and the land at the same time because they're making the, he's trying to I think it's a stretch landum is rhyming with tandem and it's just again a Susian type thing he just made it a word yeah um, people <laughs> in the pics like in, in the movies the I don't know a it's, picture a pics if you, that's yeah just, if you're looking for the meaning of p i x what do we got what do we get let's look. Pictures, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Especially I was wondering if there was any sort of secondary 1920, yeah, picks. So yeah. <laughs> use over time, picks. People used it apparently in uh, 1800, yeah. dipped in the 1930s, and then boom, skyrocketed it up. I'm guessing that's around the turn of the century. Yeah, okay, now <laughs> the usage of the word picks peaked in 1991, yeah. uh, was also pretty high in 99. So he yeah. he was coming up with this rap in the year 2000, I'd imagine, or early 2001. Yeah. Picks, I, definitely. If I knew how to screen share, I would show you all this very interesting graph of the usage <laughs> of the word picks, P-I-X. Anyway, uh, so they want to scarf 
and dig the clam. Does that mean they want to eat a lot yeah, of clams? Scarf, yeah, scarf and find their clams. Because I figure you're already crashed into the sea. You're, while you're there, you might as well right, look for some clams. <laughs> scarf them down. So personally, I mean, the Cafe Compagne is one of my favorite parts of the song. But the best part of the song is the, oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I wait for that part every time. It's my favorite. I mean, no matter how dumb you think the verses are, which... I think they're supposed to be dumb. Yes, yes. we nix the Glavin. That's a Sim- that's got to be a Simpsons reference. Glavin. Yeah, that's we'll get to that. Be. We'll get to that. <laughs> but like, no matter how dumb you think the verses are, you can't deny. Like, if you're driving in your car, if you got the stereo up loud, wherever, you can't not join in on the. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. And we're gonna have a very interesting cover coming later. Uh, the very last cover we're gonna play uh, is just a wonderful rendition of that. So then we get to we nix the gl- Glaben. Glaben. I mean, I always spelled it with a V when we're talking about Professor Frank, right? Right, right. Is Glaben a thing? Let. Oh, that's not what I'll be looking at. Glaben. Good Glaben. What does Glaben you mean? Glauben. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean Glauben? What what is Glauben? It's it means believe term. in yeah. German. Gla- it's like the beginning of that Def Leppard song, or or uh, the offspring cover, or you know, sample of uh-huh. that. Let's let's see what the dictionary puts. Glaven. Um, Glaven. Main primary principle. Het. What? Glaven. But then Urban Dictionary says it's some crazy word. Made up by some crazy guy named Professor Frank. They spelled John Professor Frank. wrong. John John Frank? Is that really his first name? I, I, I guess we just found out Who, Frank's first name. He probably uses it in place of a swear word. Good Glavin. Yeah. Good Glavin. Good, good Glavin. Uh, I, I mean, he, Professor Frank is essentially uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Character. Yeah. That's his voice, right? Yeah. Like the nutty the thing in the person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever character Jerry Lewis called that, I don't remember that particular voice. So the knifey knife is stabbing, stabbing, stabbing. St- yeah, yeah, that's what I would guess. Protrude into the hubilicious. Hoobali- <laughs> Are we talking about Hoobastank here? Did that band exist yet? Mm, I think so, but I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> let's look on Urban Dictionary and see if they've <laughs> hubilicious. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, nope, couldn't find it. Uh, what about the Oxford Dictionary? This is so such a dumb way to use our time here, <laughs> it's, but uh, it's you know it's fun also. So the Oxford English Dictionary. This will be like the beginning of a wedding toast. The Oxford <laughs> English Dictionary defines hubilicious as zero results. Hubilicious. <laughs> it's a, a, a term he made up. Completely yeah. made up. Scoff the extra Aiden. What the hell is that? that I'm lost. Like, I know what a scoff is, but the extra Aiden? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Staben, Aiden, those don't even really rhyme, yeah, it's but not, it's got a, similar vowel sounds. Yeah, similar vowels rhyme, but not a... I write the Mookie. The, my verse is extra spooky. So my verse is extra spooky makes perfect sense, but sure. what's Mookie? Um, maybe moody, maybe a version a version of that, that just moody, mookie. Or does it mean like just like, like a crazy or, or silly? If you're a mook... You know, you're doing something stupid. Yeah. I read yeah, the movie. Yeah, again, he's pointing out that the that this is dumb. Like not, he's just nonsensical. like yeah. he's not like getting this is not some like earth shattering political statement yeah. rap piece. He's yeah. just being silly. Like Flansy in a soda can, which is referenced later in what song? 
I don't know. E eats everything. There is on the video the E is drinking soda and it says Flansy on the can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd be showing that if I knew how to screen uh, yeah, share. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know uh, that. I'll figure out for the next live one how to screen share. It's Truki Yuki Yuki. So. Yeah. It's just silly. It's silly. It's fun. It's goofy. It doesn't matter. And if you don't sing it right, if you said Glaben instead of Glaven or vice versa, then it's okay. Glaben. <laughs> uh, so the the music on this one, I think it's super cool. Like the drum programming is great. Like the, mm-hmm. it's so like jittery kind of like, it's almost like trap music, which really wasn't a thing back then. Or if it was, it was very underground. Like that, like a very like, it sounds like a song, like we should make this blow up on TikTok and then mm-hmm. and then it'll become one of the favorite songs. People will get into They Might Be Giants and be like, there's yeah. not enough rapping. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, when you hear kids, like every time we'd be like lining up for the hallway at, at Tecumseh, like, you know, 13, 14 year olds, and they're all just like immediately on listening to TikTok. And every single song has a hi-hat that's like... <laughs> Yeah. Just like, why does every song sound the same? It's like it's like anything. Yeah. Like when reggaeton blew up, and I'm like, why is every song do got to got to get to get? I mean, it's like techno. It's like any of these these genres that like survive on a drum beat house right. house music. And I think it stuff. would be a good idea. Let's let's do that. TikTok it out. Yeah, because it sounds like this is the kind of song where like, um, it's silly enough that you could use it to. Who's on TikTok? I challenge someone to make a breakfast-related video. Get your coffee, get your pond, and get this going like that. Yeah, I mean, come on, like yes, yes. Just think about like the video effects. That first sip in the morning. (laughs) Oh yes. Who's on TikTok? Hey, who in the chat is on TikTok? We haven't heard you in a minute. People aren't arguing with us as much as I thought they would be. They probably decided this guy. Too ugly to look at anymore. Nah. <laughs> so uh, poor um, Dan Miller and Danny Weinkoff and none of the Dans. Well, Dan Levine is in this, but none of the band of Dans are on this track. You don't have yeah. Dan Hickey, Dan Miller or Danny Weinkoff in place of them. The elegant two are encroaching in on their their rhythm section territory. You've got Chris Maxwell of the elegant two and skeleton key with the programming, the bass and the his sound. What does that mean? Is that the, the scratching? The scratching. Maybe. Yeah. yeah and then be. Phil Hernandez, the other guy, also programming. And then you have live horns. Like what's what's cool is that I think I assumed that maybe they were sampled horns. I thought so too. Hip hop track. But it is Dan Levine, who still is their trombone player, mm-hmm. touring with them, has been on the show. I always have to bump the Electric Car episode because he arranged that, and it's incredible. Electric Car is one of those songs that people who don't think they like the kids' music need to listen to because the wind arrangement, amazing. And then Jim O'Connor, who played with them a ton back in the day, but has since been kind of, well, not replaced, but I'm not sure what he's up to now. But He's got other now things. It's, it's Kurt Ram and uh, Mark Pender are the ones you know playing Trump with them now. But so the horns are great. Like... Yeah. They they horns are great on a track to do like a rock track to do crescendos because most rock instruments don't crescendo very well. Mm. I mean, acoustic instruments are better than that. Like a drum set could get louder, 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 but like an electric guitar, like electric guitars are pretty steady. Like if you're yeah. recording and you see a waveform for like a distorted electric guitar, yeah. it's just like it's one level. Like it puts on the illusion of being loud, and you can turn your amp up, but. An electric guitar cannot go, do that sforzando. Right. Yeah. Let's call it sforzando, people. There you go. You have to do Which, that in the studio with 
Yeah, right. Yeah, you'd automate the volume. So, yeah, sforzando, you'd see notated in music sometimes with an F-P, which can mean, like, you hit it hard, forte, down, and back up. So, like, you hit it hard, drop it down, and crescendo. So, like, really cool horn technique here. The So, uh, super cool, like, you know, something that real horn guys, like, like Flans putting two trumpets up to his face to go bam on those early songs, like you <laughs> yeah. know, like I'm sure Linnell knows how to do a sforzando on his uh, saxes and clarinets, uh, but like those are best on brass instruments. Yeah. And this is these are real true brass players, like Dan Levine. Mm. Uh, he was so good when we saw him. <sighs> oh my god, so good! And he just looks like he's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. They all do. Like Stan Harrison has more of kind of like that concentration face. Yeah. He's definitely having fun, but yeah. he has a concentration face. But like Pender and Levine are just like smiles the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah, you know? they're having a blast. Yeah, they're like we get to tour the country with them, not just do East Coast shows because yeah. that's usually what it is. Yeah, and Pender is a West Coast guy now because he followed conan over there so like he had a long stretch where he didn't get to play with him like he would just be tapped for like he went on the australian tour for Mm -hmm. like fun in 2018 yeah or 2019 i don't know if they did the australian tour after the u.s yeah so like he'd be tapped on occasion but like he played with them more in the early aughts like uh because he was on like ant the indestructible object ant Anyway, so the band of Dan's get kicked off of this track completely. That I'm not a fan of, but, yeah. uh, you know, it makes for a unique track. And this is part of why I love Mink Car so much, because it's such a weird album. And people are like, I don't like Mink Car. And I'll be like, well, do you like the Pink album? Do you like the debut? Yeah. This is like their version, like yeah. twenty, you know, fifteen years later. Yeah, it's experimental. Doing the Pink album again. Like, Mr. Excitement is like, might as well be like the chess piece face of the album. Mm-hmm. Like, where you're like... You wouldn't introduce uh, someone to the band through Chess Piece Face, and you wouldn't no. introduce someone to the band through Mr. Excitement. Probably not, unless they really like this style of music, and then yeah. they're going to be audited out by everything after. Or if they're like a Soul Coughing and Mike Doty fan, then you'd yeah. be like, well, have you heard that's him on this track? Yeah, that's the end. Yeah. Uh, but it's not it, It's not a quintessential, It's not. it doesn't typify the band, you know, it's uh, It's an outlier. But Minkar is full of outliers. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, how many songs have they done that are like, man, it's so loud in here? You no. count them on one hand. I mean, Am I Awake is the only song I might relate to that as like a pure dance synthy song. So, and older? <laughs> oh, I love that song. Yeah. So fun. And the, uh, yeah, older, the uh, Long Tall Weekend version is cool, and most people probably prefer that with the sax and electric guitar stuff. Mm. But I love this version where you get the um, Sarusophone <laughs> and the uh, the Rauschfeife. Rauschfeife. Yeah. Very Deutsch. Yeah. What's funny... In, extinct instruments, essentially. This album came out, and, and uh, I was still at Ball State. Well, I wasn't at Ball State anymore, but... We had a reunion that year, a couple months after the album came out. And and one of the, the things when we did uh, improv shows at, at Ball State with Abso was I always played They Might Be Giant stuff before mm-hmm. the show. That was I would just put in, like one time we put the video in, their first video compilation that they uh, made with yeah, like Purple yeah. Toupee and all that. And I would just it would just roll before the show. Nice. Well, when I came back for the reunion, the first thing I did was like, we need to do something with this album because it's the name of giants. It's new. So we did a, uh, kind of a, a sketch with the song older 
where we just would oh, come, yeah. like we started off with the oldest of us, <laughs> uh, like me and, and the That's guy perfect. who co-founded it, and everybody else was in the first group. And it was really fun, and I think people enjoyed it, but very few yeah. people had heard it yet because it was so new. I just have a special place for that. Yeah, that's awesome. And like the e-music stuff, like I've mentioned on the show, I didn't hear Long Tall Weekend for like a couple years after it was released because I was just like, I don't, you know, like my download speed here in college isn't fast enough. Oh, it's not a real album. It's like a compilation, which still, I mean, I think stuff like Album Raises New and Troubling Questions is as much a real album as Long Tall Weekend is. But I've made that pitch before on the show so i won't reiterate that now but minkar like you got wicked little critter you've got like yeah yeah is a mm-hmm. unique kind of cover it's a cover but it's got that kind of like 60s like mm-hmm. loungy kind of pop vibe and then minkar which goes along with yeah yeah i've got a fang tracks, I mean, come on they're just first four tracks for me are essential I did uh, Cyclops Rock not that long ago. It won't be out by this, so I'm not going to spoil the score, but I will spoil it for you. Uh, what I give, uh, let's see, now that my spreadsheet is all like out of order. <laughs> Cyclops, uh, okay, check out what I gave Cyclops Rock. Wow, impressive. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, Ben is apologizing for uh, being behind on the chat, and I do not accept your apology. I do. You should ignore all calls, just because you're a lawyer and you think you're all important, and we're <laughs> just like a couple teachers on summer vacation. If you told your clients educators. what you were doing, they would totally understand. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you can ignore my call off, for that. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I've got Andrew May, who was on the SciFly episode, uh, Dr. A. May. He's an ophthalmologist. And he has his own podcast, and he's also been on my podcast, and he does them during his lunch break at his office because <laughs> it's his practice. Yeah. And so he's just like, no one come in here for an hour. This is like he takes his lunch break and does like – so he, he schedules his patients around his podcasting schedule, and he podcasts from work, which just makes me think of That's the, great. the Dial-A-Song slogan. It's like podcasting. It's free when you do it from work. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you own the business. Yeah, I don't know. I, I pay Podbean 10 bucks a month. Yeah, that's great. I also have to have to pay for extra Dropbox storage because that's so many files. That's a lot. Yeah, you've done a lot. Yeah, and, it- and I mean, Dropbox is mostly to send stuff from this computer to that computer. Right. Um, yeah. I say, yeah, yeah. What's up, Ben? Yeah, yeah. He thinks I should have rated yeah, yeah higher. What did I give yeah, yeah? I can't remember. Um, I gave yeah, yeah a 69 I love it. Uh, Even though it's a cover. Oh, it's great. I still love it. It's great. But like for me, a seven is like, I'm very stingy with my scores. Mm, of course you, you have know to be. This. There's so many. What did I give number three? I gave it a seven. Yeah. A seven is a great track. And yeah. eight is a really great track. And nine is a mind-blowing track. And if you hit 10, it's a perfect track. Yeah. So for me, I'm stingy. I don't want to just give everything an eight, nine, or 10. So like if you crack yeah. seven, it's a good track. And for a, a cover middle of the track list on Minkar to get a 6.9. That just says that Minkar is an amazing album. I've rated so many of those songs very high, and there's one coming up that'll be very high. Um, I think Cyclops Rock should have been the opener. Bangs is a great opener, but I think the bung, 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 like that would have been a cool opener, and then Bangs maybe second. Uh, I don't know. I love bangs. I oh, know. me too. Well, it's hard to imagine song when you've known an album for twenty years. Yeah. It's hard to imagine the tracklist being different. Changing it or but shuffling it. When because I talked about bangs a long time ago. Was that that episode was a few years back? Cyclops Rock. I just did, and I was just thinking about it. I'm like, it's such a good opener. Oh, 
So good. So Mr. Excitement at track four, that's maybe something else we should talk about. Do you think people would like Mr. Excitement more if it were like track 14? Would they like it more if it didn't like interrupt like the side A? Maybe, maybe, because yeah. you got Wicked Little Critter down there at 14, which is uh-huh. awesome. Maybe Wicked Little Critter and Mr. Excitement would be good sidled up next to each other because mm. they both fit that kind of like they have that feel. cool beat, yeah, yeah. electronic-y kind of feel. So you'd have like this little like this little tangent. Mini into, fingertips. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of a, yeah. Uh, all the things on a theme, very short. Though Mr. Excitement is the second longest track on the album. Yeah, maybe people don't like that either. They're like, okay, just like if oh, it were man. like a minute long Doty track, be like, okay, fine. But they're like, this is almost four minutes. Skip. Yeah, no, I can't do it. I'm yeah, because it's typical. They might be John's like they barely crack three minutes, and the only song longer is "Man, It's So Loud in Here." So, yeah. which is a great track. Also. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Ben says Mean Car is basically. Bart's play in the Bart of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I don't know if that yeah, maybe drop a clip in here. His play. Tis replied Aunt Helga. That's the one, right? He break, where he breaks yeah. his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the swimming pool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mill, they get the pool and he pool. can't he can't use mill pool. He sizes cast. Yeah. Hi, Mrs. Cumberdale. That's one of my favorite deep cuts. Are. Like yeah. she's made all those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. There's like all these characters you've never seen before. Yeah. These yeah. teenagers walk through and like they're like, Hi, hi, Mrs. Simpson, hi, Mrs. Simpson. And this guy walks, Hi, Mrs. Cumberdale. Yeah, yeah. No idea. He's just there for the pool. So it's 11.30. Do we need to put a pin in this and uh, finish the episode later? Because we if haven't we even can, gotten to the covers section. Yeah, if we can, that'd so, be great. All right, so Jonathan, you might be the only one in here. Tell us if... Um, okay, maybe I need to switch it to the screen share. So we're going to listen to... Uh, the Mink Car cover uh, album. It's minkcarcover.bandcamp.com. This was from uh, the 10th anniversary of Mink Car. Some people put this together. I should, I could probably, I'm sure I could find out who assembled this whole th- crew. But August 23rd, 2011. So they actually put it out punctually, you know, right before the mm-hmm. September 11th, 20th anniversary. Um, yeah, maybe they didn't want to release it right on the 20th yeah. or the 10th. I mean, the 10th anniversary of September 11th. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me switch it to a screen share. And Jonathan wants to tell us if he can see it with video capture device. Well, he, said he's not, he said he's not on lunch, but maybe he's just not working. Maybe oh, he is working. He's, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> working hard or hardly working, Jonathan. Okay. Window capture. So you'll have to tell us if uh, you can hear and see what we're looking at select let it be known devo spice tv's kyle mr excitement
hubba The beat is bubba Being stingy on the pipe Collect the one into the other Kareem in tandem The sea into the landum The people in the pits They wanna snuff and dig the clandom Ah It was a kind of a true cover. Like it, he didn't like mess it up too much. Like, I, I like as far how, as like he didn't try to make it his right. own completely, but he did it originally. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, this is one of those songs that's like so unique, and like we talked about last time, like mm-hmm. it's its own thing within the They Might Be Giants universe. Like it's. It, there's no other songs that are like this. Like. Honestly, I'd say, like, we talked about Wicked Little Critter. I'd say that's probably, like, the closest thing to this song in their whole catalog. And it just happens to be on the same album. Yeah. You know, got that kind of uh, hip-hop-inspired drum beats. It's got, I mean, Wicked Little Critter has those weird synths that almost Mm kind of sound like record scratching, just like this. So it's such a unique song. Like, even, and we're going to listen to a surprising amount of covers, really. Um, yeah, shocking. that everyone assumes that all the fans hate, like right. the amount of covers proves that it's not hated. Um, none of these covers are hateful covers because I've heard covers that are done like to destroy a song, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's kind of like how Weird Al said the only song parody he ever did that was making fun of a song was the Achy Breaky Heart parody. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do remember he- reading that where he's like, I really don't like that song. Yeah. So the don't play the song, the Sakey Breaky song was legitimately him <laughs> not wanting to hear that song. Um, okay. Jonathan said it sounded like Zebra. What's Zebra Zebra? Is that a band? Let's see what Zebra Zebra is. Zebra Zebra. It just says Zebra. It's the British version of Zebra. That's how what? they pronounce Or <laughs> Zebra Zebra Zebra. Zebra, not no. Zebra, Maybe it's not. two separate words now. Zebra, Zebra. What's up, Zebra? Zebra, Zebra, not Zebra. Oh, it's a band. Okay, Mister Synthetic. Okay. Oh, Mister Synthetic. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Standing in a synth bath of biogel and shred fluff, Zebra Zebra relishes artificial life. Interesting. We'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arcade Catastrophe is the song I know. So the band sure, is Zebra let's play Zebra. A little bit. Why not? Let's go to Zebra on here. Zebra. Zebra. There it is right at the top. Being such a Zebra fancy free. And what was the Arcade song? something? That's not on this album. Arcade Catastrophe. Is it on this one? There it is. Let's listen. Ah, so like chip tune. I actually like that a lot. That's pretty cool. 
So that's like, it's like chiptune. I would say that, yeah, that the Devo Spice version is Devo Spice featuring TV's Kyle, Kyle Carosa. Um, Carosa? I need to have him on the show so I learn how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> um, he's, he does like a lot of cartooning. Like he's actually like legit. He makes his living as a cartoonist, if I'm remembering correctly. Nice. Uh, this version, I do think, is, takes it more in a chiptune direction. So while it's not like pulling the electronics out of it, it's kind of going at it from a different, like those different kind of tone colors and stuff. Those mm-hmm. like buzzy kind of hollow square wave sounds that, uh, you know, those Game Boy sounds. Yeah, yeah, video game know. style yeah, so it's keeping it in the electronic element. And I also like how at the at the beginning, of course, like it's pretty obvious that you'd have to say, you know, instead of, you know, let it be known, they might be giants, Mike Doty, you know, elegant to whatever, that they say Devo Spice and TV's Kyle, yeah. you know, announcing themselves yeah. uh, is a nice touch. Yeah. Okay, so now, contrary to popular belief, this is Eklemchi Okembo's, uh, the name for their uh, solo project i guess though they do some collaboration so this is off of the tmbs um band camp the mink car deluxe covers album which came out september 19th 2021 so we're going a decade ahead from the last cover from the 10th anniversary mink car to the 20th anniversary so let's listen to this one i guess i need to remember to put it on here still blows my mind that it's that's been been out that long i know I mean, I just actually last weekend just went to my um, alma mater to Augustana in Rock Island because I went out to skate in Des Moines. Right. I don't know. Do you see those yeah. stuff I posted? My friend's camera is so amazing. Um, and we, I'm like, dude, can we make a quick detour? Because you go right through there, you know, and then you cross the Mississippi over to Davenport, which is Davenport, Iowa, is where I did my student teaching and stuff back in 2002. <laughs> uh, so, like... Thinking about Ming Carr, it it has such a strong connection to me uh, with college. Yeah. Because it came out right in the middle of my college time. Yeah, it was 99 to 2003. So it was like right smack dab the beginning of my junior year. Yeah. Beginning of my junior year was when it came out. So like I know that this year, 2003, it's 2023. This was my 20th anniversary of graduating college. So... To me, it doesn't seem as wild that this song is, or that this album is 20 years old, because it is firmly rooted as like my the college years, mm-hmm. Greg's college years, uh, TMBG album. Yeah. You know, because by the time the Spine came out, I was in my first year of teaching, right, in Chicago. Yeah, and so I guess Long Tall Weekend came out 99, I think, in the spring. So that came out before I started mm-hmm. college. So this was the album, and no, also came out while i was in college so those are the two greg's college years yeah they're kind of like linked together saved by the bell college years uh <laughs> okay so let's listen to contrary to popular belief Different. So good. 
That's so good. <laughs> this is like the opposite feel of the original. Like they went, how could we make this the negative? It's so amazing. Like a photo negative. Now, what I want to hear, okay, so if you look right here, I know this probably doesn't mean much to you, but this uh, skate audio is from the rough cut of the Toy Machine vaccine part. Toy Machine is a skate company, probably my favorite skate company. I buy their decks still, and I did in the 90s. Like they're, They've been around since the early 90s. And vaccine was the name of the, uh, the skate video they put out like during the COVID period pandemic i think stuff they had filmed right before like everything shut down but i'm not hearing what's okay wait is that what we were hearing at the beginning yeah you hear something say holy shit is that what that is i think so maybe that's it it's a goddamn hoedown yeah it's like they put bob dylan in a Song audio no longer playing. Damn it. All right. So what does this mean? Dropped frames detected. Oh, Jonathan, thank you for telling us what's going on. Uh, Jonathan, could you hear that little bit? Let me know. I think that cover is fucking incredible. It sounds like uh, if Nana Grizzle covered it. Now, I don't know if you know Nana Grizzle. No idea. I think you'd like him. Um, Nothing. The horn... <sighs> The horn player from um, from uh, do you know Neutral Milk Hotel? Yes. Okay. Uh, the horn player, uh, I should just look it up. He was the horn player in Neutral Milk Hotel, and uh, he plays horns in this band that's kind of associated with the Elephant Six Collective, um, which has a new documentary out that I need to watch, uh, and it's fronted by this guy named uh, Theo. Uh, let me look at this. Scott Spillane. Scott Spillane is the is the horn player. I got that wrong. Okay. And uh, Nana Grizzle. I think you you'd probably like them. They're kind of um, kind of folk punky in a way. Kind of like lo-fi sometimes. Though their newer stuff is more clean. Um, but kind of a twee band that has some horns and stuff like that. Mm. Now I'll try to. I'm gonna play a little something so you can hear it, but mainly so that I can see if I can figure out how to get the audio to Jonathan again. So let's do, uh, this is a pain in the ass. How do people do this? I feel like I'm fairly tech savvy. Mm -hmm. And this is like so confusing to me. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, let's go on to the next cover. So that one, that one I love it because it's like a folk punk. He says he can see it. Okay, good. It's a folk punk version. Uh, not as heavy on the punk, but it's kind of like that, um, that modern folk that like hipsters love, like it's not like traditional Appalachian folk or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. that kind of ragged indie punk influenced folk music that someone who used to be in a punk band would then make. You know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to say like Avit Brothers. No, um, right. That that's like more kind of try to try modern stuff that's trying to stay true. Right. To right. 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 Traditional, you know, early twentieth century American folk, you know, or whatever. But. Um, like Nana Grizzle, that country, uh, contrary to popular belief, that's that's not how all their songs sound. Like at Clemson, yeah. makes their that name for their solo project could literally sound like anything. Like I played drums on a hardcore version of um, Less Than One, that song off a book. We did a hardcore version. I played drums <laughs> for for at Clemson for that one. Okay, moving on. 
to uh, the next uh, cover, and it is The Excitements, and this is also on the TMBS one, so let's listen, and uh, maybe I'll try once again to get the audio working. Okay. Let it be known. That's Averin. <laughs> Zovi. Averin Keating. Dominic Two. Mr. Excitement. Okay, let's get this moving. <laughs> Catholic. Go. Catholic. Go. Catholic. Catholic. David, thoughts on that cover? That's pretty wild. Huh? I, it hurt my spine, <laughs> um, and not the album. Um, it really, well, yeah. We know that we don't need a spine. No, we don't. No. Uh, but it really was a little screechy for my liking. I mean, I think they're talented musicians, but um, yeah, just from from what I'm used to the the smooth, oh <laughs> yes, to to go, yeah. It's very spastic. Uh, so Averin, uh Zovi, and Dominic Lind. Uh, were the excitements on this. And I think, <laughs> I feel like maybe Zovi was steering the ship here because uh, what I know from their uh, covers that I've heard in the past, and Zovi is actually on this charity compilation that's coming out. I mean, so is, so is Avon uh, with me even for purple. That's my uh, the, my purple pansies uh, <laughs> co member. Uh, uh, and uh, Zovi does a lot of really hyper covers i don't know if you call it hyper pop exactly but very <laughs> all over the place these high vocals uh high energy high energy yeah so it totally makes sense i would bet that's obvious steering the ship there and then dominic and avern were uh were, were jumping on top of that uh speeding speeding car speeding towards a, a brick wall it's very kind of um unhinged mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. it's just yeah. kind of like ah <laughs> yeah good good descriptor yeah. okay let's go on to easy amor now uh this person's name is emilio i think if i'm remembering correctly uh so this is back to the team bs Bandcamp one more time i think there's about three of each song uh from the album three covers so let's listen to this one Rock 
the beat is blubber being stingy on the butt collect the one into the other Kareen in tandem the seat into the land them the people in the pit they want to scuff and dig the clan them So this one, while it's kind of like jittery and still got a propulsive beat, mm-hmm. it's more on the chill side. Yeah. Back more along the vein of the original. Right. Well, it doesn't sound exactly like the original. It's more of that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Chill hip-hop influence, dance influence kind of thing. Cool. Oh. Yeah. I like it. I like that one. Yeah, definitely uh, harnessing the vibe of the original a lot more. Okay, so now the be- the last cover, and I put in this email. Save the best Save for the last. Best for last. Andrew jams Mister Excitement. All caps. Let's check this out. This is f- incredible. <laughs> like a legit good drummer. Like drumming on a desk chair. But listen to those accents, like in the speed he's got. The phone ringing in the background. And he's not, the lyrics are not. Yeah, it's like he's, it's the he's, way he's heard he's it. Making he's making up. Yeah. pen or something like yeah. that. Right and left handed accents? Yeah. You hear that syncopated accent song? Yes! yes! Mr. Excitement! He's Mr. Excitement, this kid. It's so good. Copy, go, bye, copy, go, bye. Sounds like he's so coffee, go, bye. Yeah. I mean, he's just, well, it's like, you know. How you? I mean, even adults do sure, that. Sure, like, sure. They'll oh. sing a song incorrectly and like not even for really decades. care. Not e- What's that? For decades, yeah, you for sing decades. a song wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of one in particular. Oh, I I know one for a fact. My yeah. wife and I have argued for decades, and and this is ridiculous. You look it up and figure it out. We did, and she still okay. doesn't believe it. It's and I think I talked about it a little bit before, but uh, Mellencamp's Pink Houses. Uh-huh. Uh The lyric is. Um, the it deals with uh, the very beginning where it says uh, there's a uh, there's a woman in the kitchen cleaning up the evening slop and he looks at her and says hey darling I remember when you could the actual lyric is stop a clock stop a clock you know I said last week I talked a little bit about how in college we said you have a face for radio a face a mother yeah. could love and a face, face that could stop a, clock. stop a clock well Pam had never heard that phrase and she thought he was singing in his in Midwestern drawl, starve a flower. That's way different. And it's not even a phrase. Like nobody's ever in the history of the world said you have a face that could starve a flower. But anyway, she's adorable because we still have that. Every time the song, we hear the song. Yeah, she's she refused. But have you gotten an official release of it with the lyric? Oh yeah, I have the CD. And and I've looked it up online. I've showed (laughs) it, and and we're now it's just like a a reoccur, like a running gag. gag. That's hilarious. It's our own personal. I love that. Uh, (laughs) Starve a flower. 
But I mean, to be fair to her, it's like singers say a lot of weird shit. Sure. You know, lyrics sure. are I mean, depending on the band. I mean, if well, it were Captain Beefheart, it could very well be Star of a Flower. You're right. And that would be the actual lyric or Zappa or something like the that. The beat is blubba. I mean, or they might be just. Yeah, come Mike on. Dougie. It's exactly what we're talking about. Oh, so how about that Andrew James? Love it. That was so, so funny. So it's basically I, acapella. Just he's singing it like his pitch is good. The rapping rhythms are good. Yeah. He doesn't fully get all the lyrics, but like he's killing cares? the drums. He's doing it. It's pure vibe. Like he is just feeling mm-hmm. the flow and just doing it. Like it's just so. <laughs> it's very, awesome. it's adorable. And like his little bowl cut. Like uh-huh. it reminds me of the haircut I had when I was a kid. And this was. This was 11 years ago, so this kid is is probably about college? to graduate high school or something. Or go, getting ready to go or to college. Maybe, yeah, yeah, he's like in college right now because he looks like he's maybe six. Yeah. He's probably like 17 or 18 now. That's hilarious. I love that. I love it so much. Okay, so now uh, we're, we're to the scoring section of this song. Uh, so I think, uh, what do I want to put on screen while we do this? Let's put this cool thing on screen. All right, what uh, what um, what are you giving this thing? This is this well, is a tricky one because it's well, like we said last time, it's so much not a they might be giant song. Like right. it's an elegant to Doty. heavy production. Yeah, Mike Doty on the lead vocals. Flans is in there, like just being like, "Hey, here's Mike Doty," and then yeah. he just takes the whole song. Yeah. So what the heck? It. it <laughs> I know that you like the song. I love the song. But it's a weird one to score because it's almost like like I said, I said this should have been on a Soul Coughing album. Right, right. Featuring They Might Be Giants. It feels like that's, you know, now that we've discussed it and I know the background and all that. Yeah. um, I am still in love with the song and I don't care. I know it was brought to us by our favorite band. um, Uh Uh Even though they're not heavily featured on it as far as, uh, I don't know. and I can overlook all of that, and and, and I'm going to give it an eight. An eight, yeah, Very nice, yeah. Very it's nice. high up there for me. Every time I make a compilation, it makes it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nice. one of those. It's one of those for me. Oh, I just cool. love it. I love oh, cool. it. There's like four or five songs on this album that are that way for me. So, um, Wicked Little Critter, especially Bangs. The, again, uh-huh. like I said last week, the first four, first four tracks just hit for me every time. Um, older with oh, a little critter. God, yeah. The, I mean, the whole album is. I don't skip a single. I mean, I don't know. I, I, there's very few They Might Be Giant songs in general that I skip. Because yeah. I've talked about this. Like, this, I guess, will end up jumping the queue ahead of the Mr. Claw episode. But, like, I've talked about a couple of weird songs recently in the recordings that people haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. And I love Mr. Claw. Let me remind myself I can show you what I scored it without. Uh, you're getting all these spoilers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I gave it a pretty high score, though, because it's like one of those where it's like, I'm glad it exists kind mm-hmm. of songs. Like, yeah. it's a part of their history. Like, I'm actually tomorrow going to be talking about uh, Spacesuit. I don't know if you know much of the history of Spacesuit, the very last track of Apollo 18. Yeah. Do oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it started out as a song called uh, I'll Remember Third Street. And then it was renamed Spacesuit and was played. Um, it was. 
the very first song they played at their very first show in July of 1982 when they were still called El Grupo de Rock and Roll. <laughs> so before they were, that spacesuit is it a precedes, song that precedes yeah. the band name. Yeah. Which is insane. That's so wild. I'm excited to talk about that song because, uh, so I just sent the email to Seth, who was the guest on that one. So we're, it gives us a good excuse to talk about that name. Uh, I found an article about how they eventually came to change it to They Might Be Giants. Uh, we're going to talk about Sandinistas and that rally and that mm-hmm. first show. So, like, Space you wouldn't expect it. Like, people think of, like, stuff on their early tape that didn't even make it to the first album. Like, oh, maybe Hell Hotel was the first, they mm-hmm. played at their first show or something like that. And I could bring up the set list. It's incomplete, but... Still. We, we, we found out, like, we know, like, six of the songs they played at their first show. And Spacesuit was the very first song they played at the very first show. The Two Johns, very first uh, public appearance together. The song of Spacesuit. Like, you'd never guess. No, that would not have been my guess to open. Yeah, I know, Did right? you see Jonathan said, uh, Flans is the Missy Elliott in the Lady Marmalade 01 version? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, that song is up there with Mama Number 5 is my most hated pop hits of all time. Uh, so bad. It's so bad. Kiki, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. So bad. So bad. Okay. So what did you give it again? I said eight. Eight. Solid eight. Okay. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to go lower than that, but again, and it's like okay. comparing it to other their entire songs. catalog and yeah. Yeah, everything. It's like I think I gave, did I give Man It's So Loud in Here a uh, ten? Maybe not, but I know I gave it a really high score. Okay, find it, find it. Okay, I gave it a nine point five. Yeah, and I already showed you what I gave Cyclops Rock. Yes. So, yes, 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 yes. yes. So, uh, so compared to those, um, I mean, there's so many bangers. Hovering Sobrero, Hopeless mm-hmm. Bleak Despair. I've Got Wicked a Fang. I've Got a Fang. Oh, like, I love that song. Mr. Excitement's not as good as any of those. But Ooh, it's good. Yeah. And it's unique. I think it gets extra points for being so unique within a bizarre, a wildly sonically huge range of songs that they might be giants have done over their career. It's, it still manages to stand alone. It's like this one song that sounds like this, like it's their most hip hop influenced song. I'd say it's their most soul coughing influenced song. Definitely. Cause it sounds like all those soul coughing (laughs) songs. I'll definitely have to drop clips in like probably what we recorded last week would have some soul coughing clips in it. Of course. Because I know we talked about it. Super bomb bomb, super bomb bomb. Yeah. Cafe con pan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a seven. I think it deserves a seven. I mean, Minkar is one of those albums where like, what what song would I even give less than a seven? Like, I love that album so much that mm-hmm. I feel like the lowest score would be sevens. Like, yeah. Like the Yeah Yeah cover. What did I give Yeah Yeah? Ben Bird, who was on the chat last time, he was always yeah. giving me crap. Uh, for what I scored, yeah, yeah, he was the guest on, yeah, yeah, and I gave it. Oh, okay, I, I gave it a six point nine. Okay, and it's a cover. It's a cover. It's a cover, right? So I'd say I'd have to look through and see if there's any Minkar songs I gave a score lower than six point nine. But just off the top of my dome, I'd say six point nine might be the lowest score for any song on Minkar. And then Mister Excitement at seven, that would be like that's the baseline. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then everything else is higher than that. Yeah. Because the album is so good. I love so it. good. I love it. So good. 
So uh, you've got some. Uh, you've you got any plugs? Uh, if this is okay, so if I'm going to put this out a week from today, <clears throat> did Sound of Music already happen? It already happened. Happened last week. It How'd just, it go? Just, it went great. Yeah. Uh, had a really good turnout. Um, all three nights, the kids killed it. Everybody in the, in the performance and the tech aspect, everybody. Did great. Awesome. Uh, My friend Megan uh, reminded me that uh, Gibson was in the show. Yeah. What did Gibson play? He was Kurt, one of the, the Von Trapp children. And he he kid. is a genius. That kid is so funny and he, smart. And- he gave me... Uh, oh, I wonder if I kept it. I feel like I kept it. He gave me a card for Teacher Appreciation Day like three years ago. Whenever he was in first grade, what grade is in he now? Is he in now third? Uh, third or fourth? They I came to the state event and I saw him. Oh, I know okay, he's kind of short. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of he hasn't had a growth his growth spurt yet. Just I think he's turned in third grade nine. Okay, so or maybe ten. going into fourth grade. Jeez, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, short. yeah. Um, but yeah, me and his mom are good friends, and uh, he gave me a card that was "They Might Be Giants" themed because in first grade he did the unit with me of right. "They Might Be Giants" songs. I think it said, and his mom knows about the podcast too. I think it said, this might be a card. <laughs> and it had some, they might be giants drawings on it. I'd have to find it, but it That's was like, hilarious. I've, like, I've gotten a lot of cute gifts from kids over the years, you know, that handmade stuff. And I, I keep love all it. of it. And I always hang them up. I feel like it's probably in a box somewhere because it was such a perfect one. Like, you know, he, he knew and his mom knew. You know, they know how much I love They Might Be Giants, and she knew about the podcast. So they, it was like, I laughed out loud at it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. this is perfect. Adorable. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, yeah, so you gave it an 8. I gave it a 7. Uh, so if this if this comes out a week from today, is there anything to plug? Uh, if you see me at Gen Con, say hi. Um, When's that? That's uh, April, uh, April. August 3rd. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. I'll be. Uh, I'll be back in school already. I have kids on the third. Yeah, we start the next Same. week. Yeah, yeah. I know it's weird. So um, weird. I will be hanging out with Mikey Mason a lot. He uh, does a lot of performances, and I'm his roadie for the for those days at Gen Con and selling merch and all that fun nice. stuff. So stop by and say hi. You heard the podcast. What kind of performances? Uh, it's it's comedy rock. He's he was okay. a stand up comedian, and he acts actually um, kind of accidentally fell into doing cons because he did a. a uh, he made a song called "She Don't Like Firefly" about well, there you a, go. yeah about <laughs> a, a guy dating this hot woman who's perfectly in in sync with everything, but she doesn't like Firefly, so he dumped her, and that's and, where it all started. Okay, so yeah, so so then all of a sudden the sci-fi nerds were were down yeah. with oh, and, and he's always been what's his ge- name again? Mikey Mason. Mikey Mason. He's always been a really geeky, you know, like D and D stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, Bandcamp and everything. Um, he's got some great stuff, but. Put out a book. Just put out a book recently. They, oh yeah, he published a book about his uh, his first few songs. That he, he it's great, great oh, stuff. Cool. So check him out. Yeah, you get a chance. So oh, the cats <laughs> one is hilarious. So, Bitey little well, blighters. He <laughs> made some people. punk songs uh, in this. The like as if cats wrote punk songs. Oh my! And they're God. really short and really funny. This sounds so, like something that Jonathan would love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's great. MikeyMason.bandcamp.com. Um, looks yeah, like where yeah. you can support him yep. so you'll be helping him like set up gear set and up stuff? and gear and and sell merch and make sure cool. he gets where he needs to go you know so nice. it's super fun yeah so yeah, that's yeah. august 3rd august 3rd 4th 5th and 6th in indy at the convention center so everyone right. that knows gen con will go will know and be there yeah I've a, i feel <clears> like we might have some some friends that have been on the podcast or listened to the podcast that will go we have a fair amount 
of Indiana listeners, having started here and had most of my first guests and returning guests, uh, most of my first batch of guests live in Indiana or yeah or used to. Um, so I think that will do it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Jonathan, for putting up with the audio list live stream here. <laughs> well, I mean, he can hear our voices. He just can't hear. I'll yeah. figure it out. But this was a good time doing it at 10 a.m. With, with just Jonathan, who yeah. says he's happy to be our guinea pig. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the audio for this, for anyone that's watching afterwards, because this will still be up on YouTube. Uh, sorry, you can't hear the covers. You could either go over to each of the places that we mentioned because they can see them on the screen. <laughs> just go to those websites. The you know, the, most of them are on the band camp, except for Andrew, who's on YouTube bashing on his computer chair. Gotta love that kid. Good stuff. If I could find him and get him on the show, oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I bet you probably some, could. Some web sleuthing. I'll comment on that oh, video. The I think Brett. In the last same last name as a kid, whoever posted it, just yeah. go to him and contact him and say, "Hey, I that would be great. Oh, that would so be really have fun. like an update on him, and maybe he could do a, a, a new cover where he <laughs> drum on a chair and, yeah. and sing it. Oh boy! All right, well, people can uh, leave me angry voicemails talking about how infuriating this live stream was uh, at two two four eight zero one two nine three zero. Uh, people listening to the audio, hopefully not as infuriated and are hearing, you know, the actual audio clips where they should be sounding good. Uh, so thanks, David, for being on and, and being a good sport and putting yeah. up with all of this tech mumbo jumbo. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sorry that I uh, didn't did we didn't get it figured out perfectly, but well, yeah, that wasn't your job. That was my job. I mean, there's just so much going on. Like the audio is enough to be like. You want the audio to be great. And we're already dealing with hardware, Mm -hmm. software, you know, and then I EQ and I master and I do all this stuff. And then on top of that, we've got web streaming. I mean, that skate podcast I listen to that does it, they've got a whole team. Like they're making money off it now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It takes all kinds. Yeah. It's three. Three co-hosts, so I'm pretty sure, are making a living off of it at this point and have a Patreon and people like donate as they're streaming. Um or I think people can like donate to give subscriptions to other people. I don't know, but it's a yeah. whole like little company at this yeah. point. Even on like Twitch, you can you can set it up to do tips and like do tips. oh play this song. Here's here's a five dollars or ten dollars or whatever, and then he'll do it. Oh. Mikey does that anyway. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to try to milk more money out of people, but if anything, maybe on the next live stream, people can donate, uh, and I'll put it into the Sandy Hook Fund. Ah. Uh, through the LLC to donate, that would be something I could do. Like, I don't need people to send me a dollar personally, you know, <laughs> Yeah. whatever. Oh, thanks. I'll go buy a Snickers bar. But like if no, a bunch of people no, send in won't. a dollar, two dollar, five dollars, then Snicker it'll... bars cost more than a dollar now. Oh, I know. God <laughs> damn it. Uh, I remember when they cost a nickel. Now, yeah. <laughs> moon pie and RC cola. Yeah. You know, when you can get something at the vending machine with just a couple quarters. Right. And now you're like swiping your card uh-huh. to get a Coke. Yeah. God, we're old. Okay, signing off. (laughs) Have a good day.